Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, this is Off the Edge, episode 35. I'm Jake Ellenbogen, joined here by my awesome co-host, Cameron Lynch. (laughs) And today, we are previewing the AFC North, but before we get into that, a few things. First off, if you like the show and you haven't already, be sure to subscribe on our YouTube channel if you're watching or whatever channel you're watching this on. If you're listening to it in audio format, be sure to subscribe there. Also hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube and uh, go tell somebody yeah. because word of mouth is everything. If, if you like this show and your buddy who you go to the bar with to watch the games throughout NFL Sundays, <laughs> you, you know, just let him know. Just yeah. be like, hey, you know what? Off the edge is pretty cool. Yeah. Jake and Cam, check them out. Never know what will happen. So, uh, Cam, we got a chance to actually hang out last week, yeah. like in person, which is really cool. Um, so I'm glad, you know, you got home safely and everything, uh, with the flight and everything. So that's great. And, uh, obviously cause you're here, uh, yeah, yeah. but we had some, uh, some developments. I mean, right before we went live, Zeke Elliott decides to sign with the Patriots, which is kind of crazy. I like the move, honestly. Um, you know, especially for Zeke, who's 28 years old, trying to get himself back on that radar. And then, uh, just everything that happened with preseason. I mean, you had all the rookies. We saw Stetson Bennett with the Rams look pretty good. Our guy, we both like him, Aiden O'Connell. I thought he looked really good with the Raiders. You know, um, there were some other guys that, that stood out as well, but you know, as far as that goes for the quarterbacks concerned, you know, I was really impressed with, you know, Stetson, uh, Aiden O'Connell. And I thought you saw some good things, you know, out of other quarterbacks as well, you know, flashes here and there like a Clayton tune you know uh I liked former uh Buccaneer Tyler Johnson I thought looked good linking up with uh Stetson Bennett and these are guys fighting for a spot uh we talked about it you know off air I believe but um you know looking at the Texans you know CJ Stroud didn't have his best game and that's okay it was his rookie performance his rookie debut but Tank Dell did and that's been your guy Yep, yep. Tank Dell balling out um, that back shoulder catch that he had, two feet inbounds. Uh, that was crazy. Making highlights already, man. It's it's really cool to see. Um, you talked about Aiden O'Connell, Jake. Like, it's I'll just pause there, right? We went through the offseason, Jake. We talked about our guys before the draft, research, studying, and we're talking about Aiden O'Connell. We talked about the Raiders, Jake, recently. Hey, he's going to have to step up. He's a rookie quarterback. We'll see how he does. Man, this dude is the offensive player of the preseason one, like of the whole entire NFL. Jake, my man looks sharp, Jake. He was making all his throws. He it looked on time. I think he was uh, – I forget his numbers. It was kind of crazy. But, uh, oh, yeah, 15 for 18, Jake, 141 yards. And now caveat, this is the preseason. So this is not going to say, hey, this team's going to run this offense throughout the year. It's not saying that. But as a guy who's undrafted, it's extremely important for people like me. And it's also important for quarterbacks as well, especially if you're in a quarterback battle. So I, I do want to go to the Jameis Winston piece. I know in, in the Saints, the Saints fans, they didn't really like how we talked about their ranking when in the NFC South. That's okay. I'm just throwing a little shade because I play for the Buccaneers. But watching the game this weekend, Jakes, for the Saints fans out there, y'all are looking good on offense. Y'all are moving the football efficiently. Um, Car, not many mistakes. Jameis, I mean, the check down game, Jake. J- Jameis is a big like home run guy. If people don't know, he played baseball back in the day. 
a big home run guy. He wants to go for it all, but he was getting those single base hits, those check down passes. And he was looking clean, so he might be he might look great for a trade candidate at some point, Jake. I know when it comes to the Buccaneers, who knows? Baker Mayfield, Trask. Baker Mayfield, he balled out, got a touchdown on his hand. So people do say don't put too much into the offseason, but at the quarterback position and also for the people who aren't slated starters, it's this is important time for them. So that was my takeaway, Jake. It was really cool to see some of these quarterback positions do really well um, and, and to see how they how they panned out. Um, there's some folks, like you mentioned, Anthony, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, Stroud, Trey Lance. Those are some of the guys who, who I want to see do better next week. I'll just put it at that. I want to see them do better next week. Um, but Jake, one other person, my honorable mention standout that I want to mention, Zach Charbonnet for the Seattle Seahawks. There's two plays, Jake, where he's running through someone's soul. <laughs> and so the Seahawks got a, got a steal in the draft. Zach Charbonnet, great job uh, this past week in week one. So I got to throw some guys out uh, before we get to our, uh, you know, our sponsors here. But uh, first off, I wrote him down, Matt Barkley. Okay. The Bills have a backup quarterback and it's Matt Barkley. And he looked pretty darn good. 172 yard, uh, 172 yards, two touchdowns. I thought Anthony Richardson had a weird problem. I didn't expect for him to have. And you know what that is? It's not something you normally see with rookie quarterbacks. He's processing too fast. Like, he's going too fast. He's too confident. He's too comfortable. We're not used to seeing that with a rookie quarterback. Look at C.J. Stroud. He did not look comfortable at all in that pocket, albeit no one could protect him to to save his life. Um, You know, and then Elijah Dotson. I didn't even know who this guy was on the Chargers. He had, like, deja vu runs back-to-back. It was, like, two runs to the left sideline, houses them against the Rams. I mean, the Rams' defense was abysmal in that game, averaging over 8.4 yards per carry given up. But you got to give Elijah Dotson some credit out of northern Colorado. He is a UDFA, 24 years old. I'm just saying right now, the Chargers got Austin Eckler out of nowhere. Maybe Elijah Dotson could be something uh, moving forward. I also want to give a shout out to one of our guys, uh, Abanacanda. I yeah. thought he he had a really nice touchdown run. Yeah. Um, he's somebody I'm very excited about. Uh, but that's that's what I saw. You nice. know, you know what else I also saw? Well, the ad read that's right in front of me. <laughs> well, yeah, well <laughs> that done. was not that was not a well done segment at all. But it's okay. <laughs> All right. I'm not the best at segues. Bet online is your number one source though, for all your betting needs this season, get the latest lines, odds and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And of course, we have to bring up Underdog Fantasy. We are going to be playing fantasy football with you guys if you want to. Obviously, you have to sign up or we can't play with you. Um, but you can use our promo code off the edge today. Link is in the description, whether you're on audio or video. Link is in the description. Users are going to receive a 100% deposit match up to $100 if they use the promo code to sign up. So it's off the edge. Uh, th- you know, this can be great, um, you know, when you're, you know, putting in 
you know, money to, to either do, you know, fancy football, like we're talking about, like the um, the best ball, yeah. or you, you like certain stats and you want to follow a certain game, you can choose the, you know, over or under, you know, higher or lower. So um, it's a lot of fun and uh, I'm having a blast using it. So yeah, I, de- you, I definitely well recommend this, it. You did well this past weekend, huh? Trey Lance maybe some money with that bizarre touchdown. I'm there not complaining. Go. There you go. And you know, one thing too, I just want to hit on the Trey Lance piece really quick. He may not be shining right now in the 49ers, but I have a feeling, Jake, he's going to go somewhere else. And he's going to ball out. He's going to figure it out. Um, I'm going to say the same thing for Russell Wilson. I have a feeling, Jake's watching that Sean Payton team. He took a lot of hits, you know, whatever, but you know, what do you say? One man's trash is another man's treasure. Um, not saying that people are that, but I do think that they're going to find some resurgence in their careers. I hope Trey Lance does, Jake, because he's having some type of Ben Simmons thing going on right now, and I'm not liking it. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very odd. Um, but I'm glad that he started, and I'm glad he got back out there because yeah. I'll equate this to Logan Bruss of the L.A. Rams. Tears his ACL his first preseason game last year as a rookie. And basically what he said after the game is, I just wanted to get back out there. It wasn't really so much performance-based. It was more just trying to, you know, get back out there, remind myself I can do this and be confident. I think a big thing that we forget, you know, as people is that these football players, obviously you went through it. Um, Although you were blessed, you didn't suffer any serious injury, thank God. But some of these guys do, and it's like, you know, at that point you have to kind of get yourself back into it. I would almost equate it to, you know, I I actually, um, you know, had a a tragic passing, you know, someone, you know, in a a car accident when I was in in high school and I was so excited to get my license. And when that happened, I kind of took a step back and I had to wait, you know, a year. And people are like, why don't you why don't you test for your license? I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not comfortable. I'm not ready. And so obviously like that's that's out there. It's it's deep. But like seriously like those injuries like they stay in your mind and it's like you got to be back like when you're ready and i think you know that's kind of i didn't mean to be like grim on the show but i think it kind of sets the the idea out there like it's it's hard man it's It's, a mental weight yeah sorry, sorry to hear that too that's that's not easy and i think people who are listening they've had someone who's went through that and went through a tough experience so i'm gonna say sorry to hear that and kind of going back to your point it's almost like Jake. So people have people know this. Let's say someone else, someone gets a surgery, or someone hasn't ran in a while or walked in a while. But that first time you go and run, your lungs are toast. So you just think yeah. about what it takes to get back in shape in general. So football shape is on another level, and <clears throat> a lot of it is mental. A lot of it is mental, and I hope he can figure that out and hope he can get over that hump. Maybe he can call. You know, Kevin Durant and say, hey, man, I know you got hurt in a championship game, but you came back and you're still balling out. How'd you get it done? But um, there's other athletes that he can lean on. Christian McCaffrey, actually take that. That's a great example. Christian, how did you do it? What were some of the things that you did? So I hope he figures that out. But Jake, I know we're talking about a di- we're talking about different teams today, the AFC North. So we got to show some love to them as well. <laughs> Absolutely. So you guys that stuck with us, appreciate you. I understand you guys have been waiting for the NFC North or AFC North, excuse me. So here it is. Yeah. My AFC North, uh, I'll list mine. You list yours. We'll go through it per usual. Okay. I got number one, 
the Bengals. I have them winning the Super Bowl. Spoiler alert. So I've been I've made that very clear in case you guys didn't know. I think the Bengals are the best team in the NFL and I have them at number one. Number two, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Don't bet against Mike Tomlin. Don't bet against Kenny Pickett. I think he's going to have a really good second season. I love the weapons that they added. They're number two. Number three, just because they're number three doesn't mean I don't have them in the playoffs either. I have all three of those teams in the playoffs. Lamar Jackson and company, Odell Beckham Jr., Zay Flowers. I'm excited to see them roll. And then number four, I have the Cleveland Browns, who I'm not expecting to have a great season. Um, but who do you have, uh, Cam? How, it, how's yours for Jake? I, I it's rare, but I had literally the same list there. Um, I, at first, I was like, okay, Ravens, Lamar Jackson, or Steelers, and you just said it. Don't bet against Tomlin, and I think too, just kind of seeing the preseason and hearing some of the guys talk about the Tomlinisms and like the things he says, I'm like, ooh, I think he. I don't think we really knew Mike Tomlin like that, or we really know him, but people are really, now that media is here, we're seeing his personality. Um, you know, the pivot, Jake, that's when I really first saw, saw Mike Tomlin and his personality really show through an interview. And I was like, okay, this guy is serious. Um, and then my guy, Quan Alexander, who is now with the Steelers, they scrimmaged, they scrimmaged uh, the Buccaneers this past weekend. He played for the Buccaneers, we played together, but he's now in the Steelers, we're number 26. And my guy went off, Jake. Like he's really like a, he was really abusing uh, the ramp, the, the Buccaneers running back. So uh, and just team in general. So I got the Steelers at, at that position as well, Jake. And then at number two, and then the Ravens, Lamar Jackson. I know Tyler Huntley. I know he came away with a, with a hamstring injury uh, during the preseason game. And Jake, we always talk about this. The backup quarterback is going to show you what your team is built of because we did the Believe in Ram show. We still do the Believe in Ram show. And we covered their team the whole season last year. And after Matthew Stafford got hurt, go back to the and go to the 49ers. After Purdy got hurt, things went downhill. So that backup quarterback extremely important. So I got the Ravens at three. And then the Browns, let's see what see what they can do, Jake. Let's see what they can do. But they, they got some boys over there. They can play some ball. But Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I just don't yeah. know. <laughs> No, no, I agree with you. Um, I don't think the Browns are going to be great, but I don't think it's because of what people are expecting me to say. Mm. Or maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> we'll start off. Uh, Browns. I'll start off with my sleeper on this team is 100% Jerome Ford out of Cincinnati. Uh, fifth round pick in 2022. Kind of sat behind, you know, Kareem Hunt and one of the best running backs in all football, Nick Chubb. Well, they like to do that Nick Chubb here and a Kareem Hunt there. Kareem Hunt's gone, okay? Ooh. And it doesn't look like he's going to be signed back. I know they, they really like what John Kelly did in, in preseason. Um, you know, they have Jordan Wilkins. They have Demetric Felton, who also kind of looked pretty good in preseason. Um, but Jerome Ford is my sleeper here because if Nick Chubb does go down, Jerome Ford was my number two running back in that draft. Ooh. Number two. I think he's being slept on. Um, I think all of those guys that were drafted from that Cincinnati roster, they're all boys. You know, let's be honest here. Uh, I think people are sleeping on Desmond Ritter. I said that. I think people are sleeping on Jerome Ford. I think Ford has a well-rounded game where they can use him kind of the same way as Kareem Hunt. But I think he could also take on a full workload if Nick Chubb went down. So I'm going to say Jerome Ford is my sleeper here. But looking at the Browns cam, I think this is a good roster. So it's kind of weird for me to say, I don't think they're going to be very good. 
Um, I think, you know, the defense all over the place from Miles Garrett, you know, you add Dalvin Tomlinson, you know, you have Zadarius Smith on that team now. Uh, Jeremiah Usu, uh, Koromoa, JOK for short. You know, Anthony Walker, Sion Takitaki, Denzel Ward, guys like that. And then the, the offensive line is, is built for tough. I Core mean, you tough. know, they got yeah. Wyatt Teller, they got Jack Conklin, Isaac, uh, Batonio, and of course, you know, Jedrick Wills. They're hoping, obviously, he has a better season this year. Um, but then, you know, you have guys like Njoku, who really took that next step that we've been waiting for for maybe two, three years now. Um, Mari Cooper. Donovan Peoples-Jones, you know, really came on strong last year, his development. They go out and they get Cedric Tillman in the third round, and they have Elijah Moore after the trade with the Jets. And they have the second-best running back in the league, in my opinion. But Deshaun Watson is a major question mark for me. I did not like what I saw Deshaun Watson at all last year. And this isn't just the player off the field. I'm talking about the player on the field, okay? I'm talking about the player on the field. That's not the Deshaun Watson that the Browns signed. Like they signed him thinking he was going to be like he was in Houston. Game changer. What did Dabo Sweeney call Michael Jordan? They Like that's what they thought they were getting. Now, it was a while since he had played football. Obviously, it was his own fault, but it was a while. He comes back. He looked rusty. He didn't look good in the preseason either that year. Deshaun Watson is going to make or break the Browns. The Browns are basically riding on Deshaun Watson because they have everybody there. But here's the thing. This is the story of the Browns, Cam. We've been saying for the last half decade, and man, the Browns actually look good on paper. But for whatever reason, the quarterback position just doesn't work out. Baker Mayfield started off great. Then it, it crashed and burned, right? It, it has not worked Johnny, out. Johnny Menzel, I watched the, the special recently. <laughs> like, <laughs> insane. <laughs> it's just like, at the end of the day, it's all about the quarterback with the Browns. Yeah. And it should be with most teams, but, I mean, we've been talking about the Browns having a great O-line. We've been talking about the Browns having a great pass rush for a while. Well, here you go. Yeah. yeah. Now it's time for Deshaun Watson to step up. I don't know if he's going to do it, so I have him at four. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel you at that. Um Deshaun Watson preseason game this year. He did well with his legs, JK. It made me a little bit nervous though, the way he was running this preseason. I don't know if it's like, oh, I got something to prove, but his legs are looking great. Some of the passes are okay. Um, we'll see how he does. But he has Dorian Thompson Robinson from UCLA, is one of our guys. Um, broke a lot of records at UCLA at backing him up, then Josh Dobbs as well. So I, I feel okay, you know, with the people that are backing him up a little bit. But like you said, He's the guy from Clemson, right? I played against – well, he played in Georgia, so played football in Georgia, but I played against him when he was at Clemson. He was Mr. Football, Mr. Everything. And so to see the downfall a little bit, it's, it's a little bit concerning. I don't know if it's a Browns thing, Jake, right? Like, I don't know if it's – They're just cursed. <laughs> I, I don't know. Baker Mayfield, um, I talk, we talk about Johnny Menzel. Like, it was – I'm not going to lie, Jake, seeing Johnny Menzel's story – and the down, like the downfall from what he's what he, what he was doing to where he where he is now. Not down, he's not down now, but he's not the same Johnny Football that we know. It, it's just sad to see some of the same things with Brother Watson as well. So, Jake, I'm praying that this year in the the football gods, whoever they are, right? Like, hopefully they kind of turn things around for the Browns a little bit at the quarterback position because the history is not great at all. Uh, but what I will say, Jake, is 
Elijah Moore. My man was looking good. I know he had a rib injury the preseason game, and I don't want to highlight injuries too much at, um, at all, Jake, but the preseason, the injuries in preseason, they concern me a little bit because you're going up into week, you know, pretty soon here, kickoff September 7th, and your your guys' ribs are hurting. Like, that's number leading receiver outside of, you know, everyone else. Uh, you got Cedric Tillman, of course, and then, um, you know, you got some other guys. But that's a little bit – Amari Cooper, that's a little bit that's a little bit concerning. So – the fact that he got hurt, it's it's a little bit tough, but um, the he Browns, dealt with injuries with the Jets too. Like that's not anything new, you yeah, know. And it's yeah. like, yeah, that's why I kind of I thought the Jets won that trade. Um, I think the guy yeah. to look out for with the Browns is uh, is definitely Tillman. I think the way Tillman plays, just the physicality. He we talked about him, you know, him on Tennessee. You highlighted him on one of our shows. Yeah, like that guy goes up and he he's vice grip for hands. You know, yeah. I think. He's going to be important on third down. Um, did not play like a rookie in preseason at all. And David Bell is kind of like an underrated guy that I don't think it's talked about enough. I don't think Anthony Schwartz is going to amount to what they were hoping for. Um, he has a fumbling issue. He fumbled in the first preseason game. Um, and he's more of like a gadget guy, I think. But uh, David Bell is somebody to look out for, I would say. Yeah. But yeah, th- this team, you and I are kind of in the same boat here. Like yeah. talent is there, but it all rides on Deshaun Watson, essentially. Yeah, and I'll also shout out my sleeper, Isaiah McGuire, on the D-line there. Um, as I you, love that. As you know, he's one of my guys. He's uh, one of my guys, yeah. Yeah, yeah, your guys, my guy, our guys, Isaiah McGuire. Oh, man. He's going to learn from Miles Garrett, and I, I just love that position for him. I think we were talking about this, Jake, but if he went to the Rams, we covered the Believe in Rams show, we were like, okay, who are the, our people? If they come to the Rams, what does this look like? And I was like, dude, if Isaiah McGuire comes, he might be able, he might be able to teach Aaron Donald a little something. Just his pass rush game, rush game, he has a lot of tricks in his bag. So the fact that he's going to be with Miles Garrett, body type a little bit more similar, he's going to learn a lot. And maybe maybe he joins Miles Garrett in Halloween and kind of puts the quarterbacks <laughs> that he sacked on the back of his cape, you know, or in front of his lawn, whatever he wants to do do on Tombstone, whatever he wants to do. But I'm glad he is there with the Browns to add to that pass rush at the defensive line. So we move on to the Ravens. You and I both have them at three. Um, obviously, that is not anything against the talent that they possess on them. I mean, they are very talented. Yeah. Um, I really like what they did going out and getting Odell. We talked about that. I really like what they did going out and getting Zay Flowers. Yeah. Flowers was my favorite of all like the guys that everyone was talking about. I was like, Flowers is going to translate better than all of them. Yeah. And he didn't really get much of an opportunity, but I think the times that we saw him in the preseason, just the route running, um, he's going to be a problem. He's going to be really hard to stop. Really like him. And, you know, keep in mind, they go out, they trade for Roquan Smith last year. They made him part of the team. Like, he's signed. Like, he's good to go. Uh, long term, they added Trenton Simpson, who's one of the best inside linebackers in this draft, to that already big room. Tavius Robinson, uh, Caillou Blue Kelly in in the uh, secondary there, and they got Marcus Williams and Marlon Humphrey and Kyle Hamilton. It's like they got all sorts of talent. Rocky Sin. Um, I think the the issue with like the Ravens is it all comes down to the quarterback again. And it's going to be Lamar Jackson's health, which at this point in time, I can't sign off that Lamar Jackson's going to play all 17 games. Mm. And you had brought up uh, off air 
Tyler Huntley is a little bit of a concern right now because of the, you know, he suffered a, an injury. So, yeah. you know, after that, you have Josh Johnson, who, with all due respect to him, he's tra- well traveled. He's a veteran that I guess he's trying to play for every team in the league. Um, I don't want Josh Johnson starting on my football team in 2023. I just, Ooh. I don't, you know. Then you have Anthony Brown, who's 2022 UDFA. I don't know what happens there, but. You know, for the most part, Gus Edwards is always hurt. J.K. Dobbins has had a hard time staying healthy. Lamar Jackson has had a hard time staying healthy. Odell Beckham, we love him. He's had a hard time staying healthy. Yeah. Uh, Rashad Bateman can't stay healthy. So there's a lot of question marks here in regards to health, but the talent's fun. And, and I think yeah. that's – I think it puts them in the playoffs – if they stay fully healthy, they're as dangerous as anyone. My sleeper is Isaiah Likely, um, who unfortunately is kind of banged up right now. He'll be good to go for the season, it looks like. But, um, you know, I just I watched the interview. John Harbaugh is like, we expect a lot out of this kid. <laughs> and that's saying a lot when you think about Mark Andrews already being there. But it goes back to the idea like, look, we're going to see more and more, Cam. Uh, these teams go to more 12 personnel. Because 11, it's like everyone's in 11 right now. So obviously these defenses are running more 3-3-5. And I think we're going to see more 12 to combat that 3-3-5. Because there's always kind of, there's a reaction and then an opposite reaction. And I think we're going to see more 12 personnel groupings. And I think that will put Isaiah Likely on the field more than people are expecting. Yep, yep. If you you have 12 personnel or bigger personnel groups, that means more defensive linemen, <laughs> right? <laughs> body for body at the end of the day. If you got big bodies out there on offense, on the defense, the rule of thumb is you get bigger bodies there as well. Um, Jake, you, you mentioned your your sleeper, my sleeper, Malik Harrison, uh, number linebacker number 40 for the Ravens. I watched our preseason game. Jake, this dude's 6'3", 260, flying around. It made, almost made no sense. I know he came out of Ohio State, but this dude was running around playing good football in the preseason and depending on you know if his his future is here at the ravens regardless or not rams pick him up somebody pick him up because this guy was balling out i have him as my sleeper and then you talk about zay flowers being one of your favorite wide receivers um so i I played with justin evans who's the safety's eagles number uh the eagle safety number 30 and so i'm looking at justin you know checking him out like all right justin do your thing here you know he's he's with the buccaneers saints and then now the eagles so I'm like, all right, Justin, let's see what you can do. Um, you know, prepare for the show. And little do you know, they're in the red zone. He's lined up against Zay Flowers, and there's a red zone play. He kind of beats him to the outside corner, and there's a flag because Justin held him by the hips. But I was like, dude, Justin, if I were you, I would have did the same thing because Zay Flowers, like you said, is an absolute problem. And I know Justin, Jake, Justin is one of the better, better athletes that I've played with. I mean – my man is super athletic. Uh, he was on kickoff with us one time, and he blew past everybody. They were like, all right, dude, you're not on kickoff anymore. you got to start at safety. So his <laughs> athletic ability is like is crazy. And so just to know that he had trouble with Zay Flowers as a three- to four-year vet in the NFL, after seeing that, I was like, okay, Zay is going to be an absolute problem. Jake was right. He's the guy. Um, and then you talk about Odell Beckham. That's just a business move, Jake. N- not just a business move, but the bi- like to see some of the clips from training camp. Kids are lined up just to see this guy. The NFL social media is flooded with Odell Beckham and the Ravens, so it's a big business move, and I think it's a lot of juice um, that's going to be 
you know, injected for this Ravens team. And it's great for it's great for the trade deadline. It's great for offseason. So um, I got high hopes for this team. Like you said, they might not be number two or number one in this division, but they're going to cause problems in the NFL. And uh, I'm excited to see them. Yeah, I think really the big thing that's going to decide those three teams and where they line up, obviously those division games, but you look at the Steelers, they've had their way with Lamar Jackson. If they can't beat the Steelers this year with Lamar, they're going to be in third place, and that's fine. But if you want to get that second or even first place and win the division, you're going to have to beat the Steelers. You're going to have to beat the Bengals. You're going to have to win those tight games. And uh, I think it really just comes down to Lamar's health and everyone's health for that matter. Uh, but you can say injuries for anybody. Uh, we move on to the Steelers, though. Jake, really quick. Sorry. Yes. I, don't, I don't want to be disrespectful without. Without. <clears throat> I don't want to move on um, and not talk about Justin Tucker. <laughs> oh, I think well, yeah. I mean, he's. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. It'd be disrespectful to discuss the Ravens and not mention something. Um, the fact that this guy hit a 60-yard field goal in the preseason, like, come on, dude. Like, He has the record now. Didn't he hit, like, a 66-yarder, like, a year or two ago? Like, Yeah, like, it's just light work. Light work, slight work, no worry. No worries. Huntley went down. We got to kick a field goal from farther out because we don't know if we can – our punt. who knows? We got a guy like Tucker and I. You, you mentioned what's going to separate each of these teams. In the NFL, Jake, most games are decided by two to three points. That's by the special teams players. So the Ravens special teams players, they got just they got Tucker. He's the best to do it. Um, I think they're going to be just fine heading into the playoffs for sure. Yeah, I mean, this, this division's just fun. I mean, if, if the Browns get Deshaun Watson of old, like this is going to be the most exciting division we've seen in quite some time. Yeah. So um, moving on to the Steelers, who I think are going to be really exciting this year. Yeah. You got Najee Harris, right? I feel like there are already people out on Najee Harris. Like, oh, well, you know, he didn't have a great year last year for my fantasy team. Like, throw that away. Yeah. Last year wasn't the best, but they went out. They upgraded the offensive line. You know, you go out, you have James Daniels now. You have Mason uh, Cole, but you also, you add Isaac Samalo. You know, Dan Moore, you have, you also go out and get Broderick Jones in the first round. They got their guy. Yeah. Um, I'm liking what I'm seeing with the Steelers and it started with the draft. You and I talked about it, but the highway robbery they committed, you know, with the, the LA Rams acquiring Allen Robinson, who let's be honest here, Allen Robinson might have, you know, missed a step. Like he might've fallen off a little bit, but it's not enough to justify, you know, just getting rid of him for nothing. And that's pretty much what the Rams did. <laughs> Allen Robinson to me is somebody that just really, he kind of went through it. Okay. He, his best seasons with Blake Bortles, he had 1400 yards. He's never played with an elite quarterback and he finally gets to play with Stafford. And the year he plays with Stafford, it's like he, you know, Stafford's hurt all of camp doesn't get a chance to have build a rapport. Instead, John Wolford's throwing him the football. So when, <laughs> you know, push comes to shove, Van Jefferson is on the pine to start the season. Now you're not getting that deep threat, stretching the field. You have Cooper Cup, but like all the attention is on Cooper Cup and Robinson because they're not a third guy really, you know, taking attention away from them. And so I think it was just kind of the perfect storm of everything that can go wrong will go wrong for Allen Robinson. Um, and I understand that's back to back disappointing seasons, but you have him, you have Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, and uh, did you see, did you see my I mean, guy Calvin Austin streaking down the sideline? Yeah, making it happen. I mean, that speed, 
he might he's gonna be like what uh the cardinals should be using rondell Moore for uh because i don't feel like they use him well enough but um calvin austin missed all of last year dealt with injury he's back that speed you cannot teach and the way his ball tracking is just insane the fourth round pick from last year i think is going to be so important to this wide receiver room he is going to come out he's not going to be in every on every play he's going to be the fourth receiver no doubt about it but it's going to be those big time plays where you know he's going he's stretching the field and he's giving kenny something to throw over the top and if anybody wants to bite on that, all right, I'll take the underneath route to uh, Deontay Johnson or an Allen Robinson, you know, or I'll throw to Pat Fryermuth or Darnell Washington, who we somehow draft in the third round after there were rumors he was going to go in the first. The offense line's improved. Kenny Pickett is getting better. Yeah. We saw in the preseason, he looks like an NFL quarterback that doesn't need any more playing time in the preseason. Like, shut him down. Yeah. He looks good. And then... The Steelers, what is the Steelers marquee thing? What is their trademark? It's always their defense, the steel curtain, right? Yeah. Look at their defense. They go out and get Keanu Benton, who you and I liked coming out of the draft second round. That guy is going to translate to the NFL day one. He he looked like it anyway in preseason. You got Ogan Joby. You got Cameron Hayward. You got TJ Watt, right? Uh, we, we had a whole long thing about how underrated Cameron Hayward is. So yeah. I think we've made that statement. Yeah. Um, but I'm just so excited to see this team. And I mean, my sleeper is going to be Allen Robinson. I still think even though he's a big name cam, he's not being talked about enough. Yeah. Um, you know, they have make Fitzpatrick. They have Patrick Peterson. There are going to be big names on this roster, but Allen Robinson is a 1200 yard receiver yeah. with a good quarterback. I'm not saying Pickett's better than Stafford, but Pickett has had a chance to build a rapport with Allen Robinson, which I think, you know, we as analysts and football fans and just all of us putting us all in the same bucket, just as humans don't understand just the level. Like we can say, oh yeah, you know, you put this guy with this guy and it just works, right? Like one, no, it doesn't because building a rapport and going through the dirty work in camp, as you know, there's a reason why it's done. There's a yeah. reason why it's necessary. Yeah. And I think we're going to see a huge breakout year for Kenny Pickett and a huge breakout year for Allen Robinson because he can play off George Pickens. He can play off Deontay Johnson. He could play off Calvin Austin, the tight ends, and vice versa. And yeah. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I mean, Allen Robinson, you know, Penn State guy. He's back in Pennsylvania. That's, that's big in itself, number one. So Allen Robinson, number two. We've talked about the story about how Allen Robinson, when I was at Syracuse, he was at Penn State, was suspended the first half, came back the second half, and just so silly. won the game, you know, because our defensive coordinator didn't account for him. So the respect for Allen Robinson is out the roof. And, you know, unfortunately, he does have a dog across the across the way from him and George Pickens. Jake, I feel like with Pickens, right, like ever since he slammed that Georgia Tech player <laughs> into the wall during the UGA Georgia Tech game, I haven't seen highlights of him since, right? The draft day, he's looking at the screen, looking like a, a slug from, you know, Men in Black, right? Like, <laughs> one-hit interception in practice. Like, the, okay, preseason game this past this week. This guy's everywhere. Everywhere, dude. The Juke movie, movie had how he set the DB up, where he caught the ball, he turned to the right like he's running to the sideline, and then one foot in the ground, touchdown. Like, dude, this guy is looking unbelievable. Uh, you talk about Pro Bowl team. Um, sign them up for that. But <clears throat> the Steelers in general, 
I want to talk about my two sleepers, Jake. Um, as oh, we, you got two? I got two, Jake. Oh, I see you. Uh, Dubias, of course, Quan Alexander, right? Uh, I, I'm looking, okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's I'm, fair. I'm looking at this starting lineup at the linebacker position, and he's not there. So I know he's pissed, and I can tell by the way he was playing the Buccaneers. Like, dude, he was. <laughs> I was show, I was watching on my NFL Plus, you know, on the uh, iPad, and I show my fiance Erinique. I'm like, dude, Quan is out here running wild and she was kind of a little bit further away from me jake so she was and so she couldn't really see and then like i would show the clip and she like she would see a guy like kind of like flying across the screen like tumbling on his head she's like that has to be quan and i was like yes it is but he's a sleeper a lot of energy he brings to the team he was at the jets previously brought a lot of energy to that team um it was the 49ers before that brought a lot of energy to that team so he's a culture setter and i do think he'll be great for the steel curtain so i'm excited for him and then Larry Ogunjobi, Jake, I'm going to have to just call him out. He was originally my sleeper if I didn't have a biased one with Quan, but Larry is one of those guys who is just kind of just flies, flies under the radar but shows up each day. Um, he's a big guy, Jake, but he's kind of, I won't say built like Aaron Donald, but you see Aaron Donald, the way his, like his muscles stick out. Larry's like that too. Um, I met Larry at a couple of events, and I'm like, dude, are you like a linebacker or a defensive lineman? Like, which which one are you? But he works really hard. Um, he plays good ball. Uh, he had led the set, led the league in sacks at the D tackle position. He was like number seven, right, top ten in sacks. So, and he's learning from for Cameron Hayward, Jake. Like that. Oh yeah. You can't get any better than that. So um, I, I'm loving this group and um, Tomlin. You can't better get them. We talked about this before. We discussed like how they're going to rank. The Tomlinisms, the greatness, the people that follow him and speak great about his name um, can't even count it. So I, I love the Steelers as well. I think they're going to do really well in this division. No, I absolutely agree with you. Um, and you and I both agree on the number one team, which is the Cincinnati Bengals. And I'll just have this caveat. You know, this all comes down to, I mean, goes back to the quarterback. Joe Burrow is who I'm betting on because mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing is Joe Burrow's already seen what a Super Bowl is like. He went against one of the toughest defensive fronts that you're going to find, uh, you know, dealing with Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd and Vaughn Miller. I mean, just, you know, just absolutely insane. Ashawn Robinson played his tail off in that game. Does not get enough credit for that. Um, and he was sacked like, what, eight times in that game, seven times. So, I mean, it was a lot. But this guy just kept getting back up. And at the end, say what you will, they had a chance to win. Yep. Yep. You know? And so he didn't blow anybody away by any stretch, but he has the experience under wraps now, which is great to see uh, for a young quarterback. I don't subscribe to that whole quarterbacks who appear the first time and don't win, never win a Super Bowl again. I don't subscribe to that because the way the Bengals are running their team, everyone has to look at. Okay, yeah. Joe Mixon took less money for the betterment of the team. He wants to be a part of this team long term. He got into some legal issues, but it looks like everything's good now and he's going to be the guy. And they stuck by him because they didn't draft a running back until the fifth round and they drafted Chase Brown. They didn't go out and get like somebody that's going to be able to take the full workload on. So yeah. they believe in him. Chase, you know, Jamar Chase. I don't have to talk about him. He just, you know, it's Jamar Chase, yeah. you know, T Higgins, you know, arguably the best, if not one of the best. Um, duos at the wide receiver position, but then you go out and you get a guy named Irv Smith, who's had a, a you know his issues with injuries, but if he stays healthy, man, he's got talent. It doesn't, it didn't just go away. He still has that. Um, he didn't really get a fair shake in Minnesota because of the injuries. It wasn't like their fault or his fault. It's just 
you know, some freak stuff happened and, you know, he didn't get a shot. And obviously when you go out and you get TJ Hawkinson, now you don't really need Irv Smith anymore. Right. So they, they, you know, move on from Hayden Hurst. They get Irv Smith Jr. I think he's going to be a really good fit for them. I'm excited to see that their defense, you know, going out and, you know, getting guys like, you know, Cam Taylor Britt last year, who, by the way, he's actually um, my sleeper. I think Cam Taylor Britt last year, you know, he felt like he could have played better. I I know that. Um, But I think this is the year where he's going to kind of come into his own, you know, really take the league in and just be like, you know, I'm going to be a starting guy here. I'm going to be a force to be reckoned with guy that can tackle his athleticism, can make plays on the ball, playmaker um, around guys like Daxton Hill, you know, Nick Scott, who they signed. They're excited about Mike Hilton, um, Chidobe Awuzie, but also you can't forget about the two uh, rookie DBs that they got that you and I talked about at length. DJ Turner out of, Mi- uh, out of Michigan, who I'm very excited about. Uh, DJ Turner the second, excuse me. And Jordan Battle uh, out of Alabama, who for whatever reason, Alabama safety falls to the third round. Mm. And that guy's just like, he's like Adrian Amos. Like he's plug and play and they don't need him to necessarily plug and play. That's how deep this team is. They got guys like Logan Wilson signed long-term. He got the bag, Sam Hubbard, BJ Hill, DJ reader up front. So you plug in those gaps. Trey Hendrickson's a stud Jermaine Pratt. I don't think is getting enough credit by people. He's done a lot in coverage and, you know, leaps and bounds way better player than he was when he first entered the league. And I didn't mention their number one overall, uh, their, their first round pick in Miles Murphy, who I, I've been saying this guy has all the, he has the toolbox. He has all the talent. He just needs to go to a place that will really be able to, to utilize that. And man, he could not have gone to a better situation where he doesn't have to play right away, but he can be in that rotation and, uh, you know, learn from guys like Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson. Yeah. I mean, the Bengals, Jake, you, like you mentioned it, Joe Burrow, he's been to national champions championships in college and moving forward so he's a champion through and through so he's gonna find it no matter what no matter if that calf muscle is hurting jake or not he's gonna get there um one of my the people that i have for my sleeper alex kappa to see i play with him at the buccaneers so i'm a little bit more biased as well but he's found a way to stick jake a lot of times you get guys like alex kappa who come from schools that you know <laughs> what school is that you know but he's sticking and <laughs> Credit to the Buccaneers, Jake. They find athletes from, from I want to say the no-name schools, but not the Power 5 schools, to then excel in the NFL. So um, I got Alex Kappa as my sleeper to protect Joe Burrow because he, he needs that protection. Um, when he got injured, no one was around him. But, uh, you know, hey, at the end of the day, when the season starts, when there's bullets flying, I want guys like Alex Kappa to be protecting my blind side or whatever side that there is. So I got him as my sleeper there, Jake. And then you talked about it. I did want I did want Nick Scott to be my sleeper, but that'd be like oh, okay, like you're you're a Rams homer there. But no, I think um, Nick Scott, what he brings to the table uh, with Jesse Bates leaving, it's they're, they're going to need someone to, to cause some havoc, right? It's to change things up, mix things up. So Nick Scott, he has experience. He's been there before. He's done that before, specifically against the Bengals. So. <laughs> Why not bring him on the team, right? If you can't beat him, join yeah. him. And so I love Nick Scott as, as uh, I want to say my second sleeper, but someone to watch out for. And for the Bengals fans that are listening to know that you have a good athlete on your hands and a good person as well. So that's that, those are my thoughts on the Bengals, Jake. Um, 
they got to get past the division though the division is we talked about it this being exciting well this is exciting division but you talk about the bills their division as well they got a lot going on over there too so they got to get past them i think before they can make make things happen in the super bowl but it's gonna be some fun football with this division absolutely it's gonna be a lot of fun football um I mean, AFC North matchups are going to be must-see this year. Yeah. Uh, they, they pretty much always are. They're always a fun, you know, it's always fun rivalry games. I remember last year, it was like Bengals-Steelers went to, like, overtime and someone missed a kick or whatever. And I don't know, did that end up in a tie? Or, like, how did that – I think the Steelers won at the end or it was a tie. I don't remember exactly yeah, what it I, was off the top of my head. It was it. crazy. It was the first game of the year, I believe. But – yeah, and that's just what you're getting. I mean, and going back to your special, um, you know, special team stuff, you know, Evan McPherson, that guy's got a leg. You know, there's a reason why they were in the Super Bowl two years ago. <laughs> yeah. You know, he helped them, you know, he helped them get there. Yeah. Uh, he had to make some big kicks, and Joe Burrow was not, uh, you know, quiet about that. You know, he, he let him know it, you yeah. know. So yeah. I, I think um, I think with this team, it, it's it's really all about, it's all about health. I mean, the offensive line is always a question mark as well with the, the Bengals, but um, Jonah Williams, Alex Kappa, you mentioned Ted Karras, who I like Ted Karras. They have Trey Hill who has experience starting obviously in a Super Bowl, whether he should have or not, he did, um, you know, and then, uh, you know, Orlando Brown jr, which is their big acquisition yeah. at left tackle, yeah. you know? So I think, you know, we didn't mention Tyler Boyd and, or Chuck sizzle, Charlie Jones, yeah, but, you know, guy. this, this, this is, uh, this should be the favorite in my opinion. Yeah. And, um, Jake, I want to call one thing out, Jake T Higgins. I want to address this because I know last year with, with DeMar Hamlin, DeMar Hamlin now is doing well in the preseason. He's balling out. He's doing his thing. So I just wanted to just call this out, but for T Higgins, you know, some grace for my man. Cause we talk about the mental part of the game. Well, coming into the season, I'm sure that's been on his mind. Okay, make sure I don't hit anybody like this because I know, we know what happened with Demar. So just want to send some blessing his way, Jake, some love his way as he prepares for the season because it's going to be a long one. And hopefully, when they do play the Bills, or if they do play the Bills, that it's all love and the fans approach him in the game with some love and respect. That's all I ask here. I just want to drop the mic on that one because it's a lot, man. It's a lot mentally when it comes to this game of football. And here on this show, we had like a full weeks full of content talking about it so i just want to kind of recap and share love with t higgins no it was nice and we, we we're good at that like bringing it around you yeah. know we talked about the whole mental health aspect of sports um you know these football players getting back out there with the injury earlier in the show and you kind of brought it in so that was perfect um yeah i just gotta say at the end of the day cam anyone that thinks that the uh the Bengals don't deserve to be the top team and it should be the chiefs because they won the super bowl and all that i'll just say this that was the first time the Chiefs beat Joe Burrow's Bengals. Yeah. That was the first time. Yeah. That and that that came down to the wire, which you would expect. Yeah. But still, I mean, I'm not counting this team out. I'm really not. I, I really think Zach Taylor is a hell of a coach. Came from a hell of a coach's, uh, you know, his staff and Sean McVay. <laughs> I think you know Callahan's a good OC. Anarumo does not get enough credit. The job he does on the defensive side. They got better. They're a better football team than they were last year. Um, it's another year for the young guys. So Jamar Chase will get better in the offseason, yeah. which is crazy to <laughs> think crazy. about. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, T. Higgins will get better. You know, now you have guys like Charlie Jones. So I, I think as long as he stays healthy because he tore his labrum. OK, I don't know how that's going to work, but he wants to play through it. He played through it in the preseason game. Um, 
the big thing here is health and i mean that that's to be said about any team but i i have the you know we both have the Bengals winning this division it's gonna be fun though other teams fans just just know we're we're showing love to the entire division even the browns i mean let's be honest here we can say okay we don't think they're gonna be that good because we're not you know we're kind of out on watson Watson can prove us wrong. That's absolutely possible. We're not saying he has no chance and we're not taking his off the field stuff and making it part of our analysis. We're just saying that the last time we saw Deshaun, he didn't look very good. Okay. I, I I, like, I don't feel as comfortable, you know, hedging my bet necessarily on that and this is the uh, season I, two for people that exactly are <laughs> so exactly so if you're listening this preview and the, the browns are somehow in the super bowl or whatever and you're listening to it now and you're like gotcha absolutely you are you are right if that happens but also no one would have predicted that yeah, so yeah all love <laughs> all love here uh but yeah man this has been a great episode though my guy uh, it always is with you, my guy. It always is. So um, that's going to do it for us. It's been a lot of fun. Guys, uh, definitely be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, review, wherever you are consuming this content. Use our promo code off the edge on Underdog Fantasy to get a 100% bonus match on your first deposit. And special happy birthday to Tennessee Titans head coach, Vrabel. So uh, that is, that's going to do it. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. We'll see you guys next time. And uh, the next time will be our last uh, preview episode. We'll be doing the NFC North next time. So you know what that means, those Bears fans. Yeah, and a really quick on Vrabel. Great job of him passing the torch to his his assistant head coach, to head coach to lead the coaching in the preseason game. First class act. Happy, Happy birthday, Coach Vrabel. Happy birthday, Coach Vrabel. All right. See you guys. Take care. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.